Okay, so uh, back at it. It is time for the Pistols Firing Podcast with your hosts, yours truly, Carson Cunningham. I mean, he's about as pretty as they get. Joined, as always, by Kyle Porter. When he breaks through and gets in the open, it's over. Gone. The Pistols Firing Podcast starts right now. Welcome back to another edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast. It's been a while, but I'm Carson Cunningham, joined by Kyle Porter. It's an emergency pod, Kyle. Uh, It's been a while since I've talked to you, but my goodness, the NCAA dropped the hammer on Oklahoma State today. Uh, We just, you and I both just got off a conference call with Mike Boyd and Mike Holder. First, before we talk about what they had to say, just what was your reaction when you heard the news? Well, my reaction was that today is my 10-year anniversary with Mrs. Pistols. And oh, no. I was trying to take some time off this afternoon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course, this would this would go down on a, on a Friday afternoon. It's, it's nonsense. It's crazy. What, 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 is, what is this? What is, what is going on? I, I, I don't I, – I mean, I saw it. I, I got a um, – I got a – email from someone and so we started writing it up and uh i i was just i was hoping that the that uh who i talked to was just way off about it i had no reason to believe that this person would be way off on it but i was just like this can't this can't be right like what and the more i read about it the less the less sense that it makes Right. Like that's that's the thing. You, you get you get deeper into this. You start reading. Well, we, we can jump into it. that. That was kind of my initial initial reaction. Yeah. I mean, similar to, to you, I, I, I was just floored. I mean, I I fully expected them to be penalized in some form or fashion. But postseason ban reduction of scholarships, they got the hammer. They got the absolute hammer. And I, I would expect other schools to get worse. And we'll get to that. But. To me, Kyle, just I don't want to sound like, you know, the defeatist OSU person here. It just seems like anytime the NCAA is involved with Oklahoma State, they get screwed. Go back to the Des Bryant thing. Des Bryant didn't even commit a violation and was suspended for nine games the rest of the season. I mean, that, that was my first thing. Look, wow, the NCAA constantly, despite the facts of this case, just stuck it to OSU again. I don't. I don't know if this dates back to the Pat Jones days and they're still pissed or what, but this, to me, the punishment did not fit the crime. No, no, it didn't. First of all, let's, uh, let's mention Chris's university spirit. They have been a sponsor of this podcast for a long time. You can go get your coronavirus masks at Chris's university spirit. I think they're back open. I saw that the other day. Uh, so you can go there or you can buy them online. Um, I, my family is, has masks wearing them. Uh, it's been, it's been good. It's been helpful. So they've got some, uh, some cool Curse of Cowboys masks. And uh, yeah, go check them out. Thanks, thanks to Chris's for sponsoring. Um, to your point, Carson, and this is where, so, so the, the, there were three people on the, on the conference call. Mike Holder, Mike Boynton, and, and Chuck, I never know how to pronounce his last smirt. name. Smirt. smirt. It looks like it should be smart, but there's no A. It's just smirt. Uh, so he was the one that said 
you know, we, we got just fire from Mike Holder, which was just, del- it was a delight. <laughs> I enjoyed it. He came in hot. He never stopped. He wasn't out of control of his emotions, um, but it, he was really good. And Boynton was great too. He was, he was very emotional, maybe more emotional than I've heard him since his opening press conference when he got hired. But Smurt was the one that offered some insight into okay, how, what is going on? Like, how does this actually like work? Like, what is the appeals process? What is a level one violation? We hear all this stuff thrown around and I think we just sort of like accept it and we don't know what the definition of stuff actually is. And I think their entire argument, Oklahoma State's entire argument as Chuck Smurt laid out is a level one violation is a significant competitive or recruiting advantage that you obtained by doing something illegal right and when you look at this case you're like what like they they they, Oklahoma State gained no advantage in any of this there you know the Lamont Evans stuff is like sort of tied to Jeffrey Carroll and 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 this is not like me like speculating this is like what the FBI determined to be true. And you're like, where is the significant competitive or recruiting advantage that was obtained in all this? I, I just, I don't know. The, so the other level one thing, I'll just read you what, what the NCAA website says. It says, violations that seriously undermine or threaten the integrity of the NCAA collegiate model as set forth in the Constitution and bylaws, including any violation that provides or is intended to provide a substantial or extensive recruiting uh, competitive or other advantage or a substantial or extensive impermissible benefit. Where is that here, Carson? If this is substantial, if this is extensive, then what is going to happen to Kansas? What is going to happen to Arizona? What are going to happen? What, what's going to happen to all these other schools? I just, I, I don't know. And this is, it comes down to an argument of definitions, but I, I don't understand that. I don't either. And that, that to me is the most discouraging part of this, considering there's an appeals process to go. But in the question I asked to, to Mike and Mike, that was ultimately answered by Chuck Smurt was, how is there any optimism here with an appeals process, considering the facts already don't support the decision that was already made? So how, yeah. if they already disagree with it, with all the facts you've laid out, how in the world are you going to get an appeal turned over? I, I have no idea. But Chuck Smurt did say the precedents and the facts don't align with a level one or don't align with a level one. It aligns with a level two. So I think I would be optimistic just on the facts. But the fact is they're going to in front of an infractions committee. It's run by the NCAA. So it's not like the NCAA is going to say, you know what? We were wrong. And uh, here you go. But uh, I, I did that- think Smurt offered the most enlightening part about just the, the sheer letter of the law. Is that how it works when you appeal? I, I was curious about that. And I don't, again, we're taping this like, like we literally just got off the call. And so I haven't had a ton of time to look for this. But when you appeal with something like this, does it, it, it doesn't go back before the committee that handed it down already, does it? No, it goes from in front of the infractions committee, okay. which is a gotcha. different a different committee. But it, again, it's still under the NCAA wing. Right. So I, I just, I have... I have no hopes that they're going to get this overturned. I did think it was an interesting point by Matt Norlander, who yeah. has obviously researched this. He he contends that OSU can can drag this thing out until about March of next year to where they could compete in the postseason in the 2020-2021 season, which would give them a, 
a chance to play Cade Cunningham at Oklahoma State. So I think even if they don't win the appeal, Kyle, there is still a chance they could they could essentially play with the team they had in mind for this next season. Yeah, that was a really good question. I don't think – I think they – and this goes back to some Boynton stuff. I think they will try to get this over as quickly as possible because one of Boynton's things was, hey, I don't want to screw these players. I don't want them to get hung up in the middle of this to where we're appealing, appealing, appealing. We lose in January. It's what happened to Georgia Tech last year. They appealed, appealed, appealed. They got handed something last, I don't know, end of last summer. They just found out their fate in February, right before the conference tournament. And then all of a sudden, boom, you can't, you you have guys that are like, oh, sorry, guys. This is, you know, you knew this was maybe going to happen. Boynton, I, that doesn't seem like how Boynton and Holder would operate now they can't necessarily speed up the ncaa if the ncaa drags its feet on 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 you know adjudicating on oklahoma state's appeal then that that could work to osu's advantage but i I was struck carson by one how angry mike holder was he was really mad which was amazing i thought he was gonna go full gundy rant for a little bit he was close and then uh two how emotional Mike Boynton was I mean just the way that he talked about uh his players the program himself I mean just think about like and I wrote this a little bit all the work that he's put in over the last what three years just decimated in an email on a Friday morning in June you know I was I was very struck by how emotional he was sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no, no, no. That's that's all I had. It was it was just I, I I I I don't know what I expected, but I don't know that I expected that. Well, and and I think at times college basketball coaches can be a little disingenuous with how much they care about their players and and less so about you know their own well being. I think like a lot of times it's lip service, but you can tell it's not with Mike Boynton. Like time and time and time again, he was asked about his program and himself and how he's dealing with it. And time and time again, he kept bringing up the players. And I, I think that's true. I mean, I just, I can't wrap my head around. This is the point Mike made that these guys were 15 and 16 years old when all this was going on. Mm -hmm. They didn't even know who Lamont Evans was. Still don't. Yeah. It just, it's baffling. And I do think Mike Boyden made it clear that he is going to do right by these players. I thought it was interesting what he had to say about Kate Cunningham as well, but, but no, it, it, it's devastating. And, and ultimately Kyle, I just think it, my biggest takeaway from all of this is my gosh, the, the dark cloud that has hung over Oklahoma state basketball since Eddie Sutton's resignation just got even worse. I mean, just when you think there's momentum, they got the number one recruit and they got this unbelievable recruiting class. Mike Boynton's the man of the future. Boom, the rug gets pulled out from them again. It just it, at this point, Kyle, it just feels like Oklahoma State basketball is cursed. <laughs> it kind of does. I I don't know what to say to refute that. I mean, it, that, that's exactly what it feels like. And you know, we should talk about Cade real quick. I, we don't have a ton of time. This is gonna try to be just a short emergency pod, but I thought it was I thought it was cool that Boyne said, look, like I haven't recruited him for four years and built a relationship with him to just turn around and say, Hey, you need to do what's best for us. He's like, I'm still going to help him do what's best for him. And whether that's going to the G league and making $500,000 like Jalen green is going to do, whether that is getting out of his letter of intent to, um, to go play college basketball somewhere else, or whether that's staying in Stillwater uh, that, you know, I don't, I don't, I have no reason to not believe that that's what Mike Boynton is going to do is, is help him out. And, uh, 
you know, I think the other thing here is they, they're losing these, you know, they lose three scholarships, Carson, over the next three years. Now, does that, again, all of this, there's been a lot of information really quickly. The three, the three scholarships thing, that's supposed to take place this year. Does that mean, I mean, they don't, like, they don't kick guys off the team. How, what, what is that, how does that work? What does that mean? I'm not sure. I'm really not. I'm not either. And I don't know if like, maybe you lose, maybe you have to lose them over that period of time. Cause you've got three years to do it anyway. It, it's all of it is not good. What do you think eventually happens to, uh, to Cade Cunningham? Well, my, my first inclination was, well, he's gone. He's going to go to the G league and, and try to make some money. But the more I see national people commenting on it, it didn't sound like he was all that enthused about going to the G league prior knowing what Jalen Green got from from the G League. The G League season just got canceled due to COVID. What's it going to look like next year with the NBA on a shortened offseason? I don't know. There's a lot of questions that involve the G League, but I, I kind of am optimistic he might stay, Kyle. Look, his brother's there as an assistant coach. Even if the postseason ban's upheld, he's still going to be on you know, ESPN playing at Oklahoma State. Uh, he's going to be big 12 basketball is going to be televised. He can still build his brand through college basketball, much in the way Trey young did. Now, uh, Trey young could obviously have the opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament and right now Cade does not, but didn't, didn't know you lose in the first round or second round. Lost in the first round. I just, I look at that stuff and I'm like, I don't know. I think we, we sort of overvalue the NCAA tournament for guys like Zion or, Cade it's like what what is Cade doesn't need the NCAA tournament like well you know like is it fun to play in for sure but it's such a I don't know like he's gonna be the number one pick or number two pick regardless of what he does for three days in March of 2021 well I'm talking about earning power and let's face it if Zion Williamson went and played in New Zealand he would not have got as big of a shoe deal as he got because he wouldn't be on sports center every night I'm sorry I, I think he him going to Duke and and being in the national limelight added to his brand tenfold. And I think going to college basketball, that's, you don't make money, but you, you, you quadruple your earning power playing in NCAA basketball. Ter- Terrence yeah. Ferguson, lottery pick, played in Australia, no one had heard of him. Terrence Ferguson would have gone to Syracuse. He would have got a much bigger shoe deal coming out of college. So I think that's, that to me would be the, the one reason I think Cade would stay. Obviously the family ties and his obligation, I'm sure he feels to Mike Boynton, but at this point, he's got to look out what's best for him. And I thought Boynton was pretty poignant in saying he's going to help him regardless of his own personal gain. I think that's a good point. I think he stays too. I guess my point is just that I, I, I agree with you. I just don't know how much, unless you win a title, unless you're mellow, like how much the NCAA tournament really builds on that if you're already a no, as known of a commodity as, as Cunningham is coming in. I, I, I think the NCAA tournament unearths guys like, I don't know, Wally Zerbiak or Steph Curry that you're like, oh, like guys that are unknowns going into college, Cunningham's not an unknown. The NCAA tournament is not as valuable to him as just the collegiate season as a whole. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I, I don't put any stock in the NCAA tournament singularly. I put it in yeah. him being on Sports Center on Big Monday and when, yeah. he, when, he, when he dunks over three guys and goes viral. You know, I yeah. think that's that's where he has to gain more so than just, Oh, they're OSU's an eight seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Congrats. No, I, I agree. We're on the same page there. Okay. Let's hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's university spirit. We'll come back and wrap this thing up. 
Hey guys, Kyle Porter here. Uh, wanted to give a quick shout out to Chris's University Spirit. They have sponsored the podcast for the last few years and uh, they've been awesome. You know, we talk a lot about uh, just kind of the gear that they have. We talked earlier about some of the masks that, that they're selling in Stillwater, but uh, they're just good people too. People that uh, we've really enjoyed working with, working alongside. Uh, they ship all of our gear as well from our uh, from our store, pfbstore.com, and uh, they've just been great to work with. So couldn't recommend them more highly. Go check them out, and let's finish up the podcast. Okay, Carson, uh, any any parting takeaways? You uh, you were good with some of the quotes from the Zoom call. You know, I, I kind of wish people w- would have been able to hear or see that, just OSU fans, just be, again, because of Mike Holder's anger and, and uh, Mike Boynton's emotion. But, I mean, the, I think the quotes are telling enough. Um, you know, Boynton on his players and on the future and Holder on the future. What's your, what's your big takeaway from today? Uh, one of my biggest was, as you mentioned, how, how irate Holder was. And I, his, I thought the first quote was the best quote of the whole thing. Quote, yeah. I find it almost impossible to reconcile the severe penalties imposed. Yeah. And I guess one of my bigger overall thoughts is, I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, Kyle, but I think Mike Holder is looking a bit like Ned Stark here. He did the honorable, noble thing, and it ultimately got him crushed. So I think the lesson here is, Kyle, the more you cooperate with the NCAA, the more you open yourself up to get screwed by the NCAA, because that's what mm-hmm. happened here. Oh, she was completely open and honest and frankly did nothing wrong and still got the hammer. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens at Kansas, who committed five level one violations, who are from what I've read, refusing to cooperate with NCAA. Now, there's big differences here. They're a blue blood. OSU's not. It's NCAA's interest that Kansas is good. It's not in their interest that OSU's good. There's a lot of layers to this. But I think Mike Holder needs to, to think about, you know, man, I cooperated and still got the hammer. That, to me, is the most disappointing part for him and, and Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, you look at Kansas and look, go back to the level one definition, right? Substantial or extensive recruiting, competitive or other advantage. That, I mean, if you look at the Kansas case and the Oklahoma State case, I, I just don't know how, I mean, if that's what OSU got, I mean, if that's, if that's the definition of what they did, there needs to be a level zero for Kansas or a negative one. I mean, I, I, I you know, like I, I don't, and now again, they're looking at five different level one violations. So you, you wouldn't group all those together. But I just I, I just think you look at that and it's like the the advantage that they got was so much more substantial. And Mike Holder called Oklahoma State a victim of Lamont Evans, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's important is is Chuck Smirt talking about how this was an individual acting independent of the university. Now if you want to argue that, whatever, that's what's come out from it, from the investigation, right? And I just, I don't know. It, it does not add up. It is incredibly frustrating. My big takeaway is just Mike Boynton on his players. He was so good on that. And so um, I, I thought I just displayed a lot of humility and graciousness talking about how, hey, I, I want to do what's best for them. You know, that's that's my... That's my thing all along. And that sounds great when people are committing to you, right? When people are committing to Oklahoma State, it's harder to say uh, on days like today, but he still said it. Uh, he still was, was, you know, from what I could tell, meant it. And I think that's meaningful. And I think that's a, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that's a really cool trait about Mike Boynton. 
Yep. You can see why he's so highly respected. So yeah, from here, sure. we just, we see where it goes with the appeal process, but a, uh, a dark day for OSU basketball, Kyle. Thanks yep. for uh, joining on the pod. Yep. It really was. Uh, we will talk again soon, Carson. Sounds good.